Welcome back to the Flash Flashcast. I'm Lisa Schmeiser, and I am so excited because this week um, we have a new person joining the Flash Flashcast. Moe's um, quit in protest over the music. Um, not, not true. Not true. No, I'm lying. He's actually going to sing a summary for people on the member feed, which should be your incentive to go to theincomparable.com and look for the membership section to join, by the way. Um, anyway, Moe's couldn't be here this week, so we have just Vi- Jess Viator instead. Viator, but yeah. Viator. Oh God! All right, I, you know, I, and we've had this discussion before in the Supergirl podcast. I'm so I don't it's know. It's like Aviator, like it, but you know, Aviator. Yeah, I don't know. I, I always read your name like it's Latin for some reason. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. So we have Jess Viator with us this week, and um, this is the point where everyone in the audience is like, "Why would I join when somebody can't be bothered to work out pronunciation before they start recording?" And um, we have Tony Sindelar with us as usual. Hi, I'm not special. I'm just here. So. <laughs> I would argue that makes you very special. You're probably uh, the most consistent person on the podcast at this point. <laughs> it's, you know, it's my superpower. So. Yes. Cons- wow. That would be kind of a terrifying, like continuity man. Oh, uh, I mean, that's, that's, it's, you get close to clock King there, right? It's just, yeah. you know, like really good at scheduling. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm time management lad. Yeah. <laughs> Like he comes in, time management lad, and he's got like a stack of note cards. It's like, yep. oh, this, is, this is my system for information capture and time management. <laughs> he, put, he punches people, and there's like a big, like the, the instead of BAM, it's like Gantt chart. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I just like Or GTD for get, or, so, yeah. or, oh God, yeah. Or GTD for get things done. Yeah, <laughs> there might be trademark implications there. I don't know. So. Yeah, they would just say Gatud. Anyway, um, just graciously agreed to join us this week, and there's some pretty heavy crossover potential because she's been a staple on the Supergirl podcasts. Um, so we are thrilled to have her. And as you know, this week's Flash episode was um, did include some guest stars from other uh, shows in the, the DC universe, and... Um, I am actually going to leave all the heavy lifting actually to Jess because in our cruel tradition of hazing newcomers, we're going to make her do the episode recap to see if she can get um, a summation of what happened in 45 seconds or less. (laughs) Or whatever. Uh, All right. Jess, I am ready to time you. Are you ready to be timed? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Let's do this. I'm going to give you a countdown and then you're going to go. All right. Three, two, one, go. The music meister traps Kara and Barry in a delusion of a 1940s Hollywood musical. The only way out is to follow the script to its conclusion. Here, Malcolm Merlin is a club-owning crime boss, and Cisco and Wynn are his employees. Cue the big opening number. Joe and Stein are also gangsters and rivals of Merlin. They coerce Barry and Kara into finding their missing daughter, who is, of course, Iris. Iris is shacked up with Monel, who is Merlin's son. They are star-crossed lovers. Kara and Barry convince the lovers to confess their affair to their fathers is. They do, and the fathers sing a masterful rendition of everyone's least favorite song from Guys and Dolls. <laughs> Barry and Kara have revelations about their own relationship woes, and the fathers decide to go to war anyway. Meanwhile, Wally has recovered, and helps Jean and Real Cisco capture Meister. Meister, uh, Meister tells Real Iris and Real Monel that if they love Barry and Kara enough, they will figure out how to save them. Kara and Barry sing an adorable duet, and then they get shot. Real Iris and Real Monel arrive by vibe, and they each confess their love to the respective dying superhero and kiss them back to life. They return to reality. 
It turns out Music Meister isn't really a villain. He just wanted to teach Barry and Kara a lesson about love. Everyone goes home happy, and Barry reproposes to Iris by song. Done. Nice. All right. I mm-hmm. got you at like a minute and 15 seconds, but there is oh, a lot. Oh, no. I know, but there was a lot there in there. There was a lot in there. And, and I, like, uh, what I, you know. I especially enjoy the slamming against the guys and dolls song. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we know you're good for this episode is because you actually had, you had opinions on musical numbers. Um, so now is a good time to ask, what is your background with musicals? Are you a fan? Ah. <laughs> um, I am generally a fan. I, um, I'm not very well versed in musicals. I'm pretty well versed in theater. I should confess that I have, um, a master's degree in theater. So Mm -hmm. I know some things about theater, but I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not very well versed in musicals. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do have, um, you know, a love of some of them, but I don't Mm -hmm. have a very wide, uh, capacity of knowledge of musicals. You're not a promiscuous musical musical lover. Then you're That's very right. specific. What are some of your what are your what do you say some of your favorite composers, lyricists, or, or teams if you have them? Oh, that's a good question. Um, mm-hmm. I I do really love Jonathan Larson of Rent fame, and of course Lin Manuel Miranda because who doesn't? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, you, you know Frank Lesser is I you know Guys and Dolls was actually the first real musical I was ever in, and mm-hmm. so I have a soft spot for it. Uh, but I've seen it recently and it does not, it does, does not, not age well. <laughs> yeah. It does not hold up. Have you ever seen the movie version of it? Uh, yeah, I did a long Where time ago. Where they completely ago. miscast Marlon Brando. And oh my Frank God. Sinatra. He can't sing at all. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't method, you can't method your way into singing. It doesn't work no. that way. So Tony, what about you? Do you have any, any uh, musical preferences or? No, <laughs> I'm really not doing any, any carrying of water on that side of the equations. Uh, I enjoy, uh, the, the idea of a musical episode, um, uh, mm-hmm. But I, I like, for example, uh, you and Jess just listed a bunch of people, and I was like, those are names. Um, so <laughs> I, I recognize that collection of syllables as yeah, a name. <laughs> I would say, really, about the closest I, I, I come to it is I have a, a friend who's uh, who does a lot of singing, who would consistently do. Uh, he, he was my roommate for many years, and so I think I, I attended every Gilbert and Sullivan performance that he was in. So I think I've seen <laughs> oh at god least, at least five Gilbert and Sullivans, uh, which I enjoyed and wow. found amusing. But that's probably mm-hmm. like like that's really that that's all I know. I'm on way way on the edge of uh, edge of that mm-hmm. in terms of not and I and I'm also not a musically inclined person in general. So like uh, I couldn't tell you anything about like what parts people were singing or what the significance of those different parts mean. Uh, and yeah. I definitely did not recognize. I know that there was a mix of original songs and repurposed songs in this episode because someone told me that, and I would not have been able. <laughs> I mean, I was assuming that the Super Friends song was uh, probably not. It was like if that's in a music already, I want to see that musical. Uh, oh, it's Cole but Porter. I, yeah. um, it's, you Cole know, Porter it's, wrote in the twenties, didn't you? <laughs> you know, it was in The King yeah. and I. It's you know people yeah. don't remember it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm married to somebody who's a huge Rodgers and Hammerstein fan, and um, so there's that. And he also Phil, Phil also really, really likes Sondheim, and so I, I picked up some of that by osmosis. Um, so like, I I feel completely ignorant of of every anything that would go into the musical, but I still feel like like I enjoy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the fun and the energy of musical yeah. episodes in TV in general. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's the there's a Buffy episode. There's a, a Scrubs episode, and those are those are all episodes that you know. <gasps> They amuse oh, me I and love. I enjoy them, uh, but I'm definitely, I just, I'm probably not anywhere near knowledgeable enough to appreciate it on presumably mm-hmm. the levels that, uh, that you two and others are, are getting it. 
So, well, I was going to argue that actually you, your approach is really helpful because you're able to assess it, how, how the musical conventions work in the context of a TV show. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, one of the ways we could start off is by asking, does this episode fall into, um, how does this episode fall into the tradition of, um, TV show musicals? I mean, you mentioned the Scrubs episode, yep. which, which I love cause it's got that beautiful Colin Hay song in it. Um, waiting for my real life to begin among, among other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, will say, at, uh, I mean, I know budget is always an issue for TV. I, I thought there would be more songs. Like I kept, yes. I kept thinking <laughs> there too. were places where like, and, and maybe they, they had stuff that that got cut, but like, the the key point to me was when uh, Barra, Barry and Kara show up and they have to convince I forget what mm-hmm. Iris and Monel's uh, characters in the musical are called. Don't but, care who but they yeah. are, but yeah, uh, he, they have to why convince them to tell their, their fathers. And it's like, why are you not convincing them with the power of song? <laughs> um, exactly. Like, that just yeah. seemed like you know. Uh, yeah, especially also, since they mm-hmm. weren't using much original music, you mm-hmm. feel like there could have been something there. They could have put something yeah. in there. And mm-hmm. I also, again, I don't know enough about musicals, uh, but I had thought there would be more sing talking, which uh, yeah, is, I, is that is that an actual word? Am I? <laughs> um, no, I, I know what you're talking about. Where yeah. where people start doing that thing where the music is playing in there. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but I'm saying of so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I was I was a little bit disappointed with the lack of of musical numbers because like you point out when um they're trying to convince the star-crossed lovers to just go talk to their parents um it would have been nice if they had sung their argument somehow Mm -hmm. um and i was also um i mean there were there were a couple places where there there could have been more there could have been more singing there uh perhaps to their horror they start singing arguments at music meister like i kept thinking if this is a guy who can put them in comas and make them sing then, you know, why can't they sing again? It would be kind of weird and horrifying and yet really great for the show if they could sing against their will, mm-hmm. you know, if they were, or, or if they had to sing against their will. And, and then they realize, okay, the, the, only way, the only way we can get out of this is if we keep, you know, bursting into song and this lunatic lets us out of this, this, this shared delusion. Um, mm-hmm. But I found the music master. So I liked this episode a lot. I really loved Cara's Moon River. Um, yeah. Because, well, I love, because it's, it's a pretty song to begin with. Um, but she, she has a, she has a nice voice. And, um, I also like, as she's singing it, like you can tell, like her face is completely flipped out. And I, I admired how Kara was able to keep singing it, even though she's, why am I dressed like this? Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> and I like that you just kind of walk into the situation and see her trying to roll with it. I think it's a nice character note for her, but, um, like I really didn't like the music meister character at all. Oh. Um, oh, see, I thought, I thought I enjoyed him. Um, but, he didn't make sense because like one minute he's a bank robber and the yeah. next minute he's breaking out of a jail cell. And then he's like, no, I was teaching you a lesson about love. And I'm like, that doesn't square with the bank robbery thing. Like, why did you do that? Then? that yeah, that doesn't. I guess he does not hold up closely to scrutiny. But I just no. I like that he just walks out of the jail cell at the end. And he's like, I'm not a villain. I'm just any I'm just uh, helping you in a way that you found inconvenient. Uh <laughs> I did say it, yeah. it did feel a little bit, um, I mean, and, and Kara had a, a, a mention about like, I'm, t- I'm sick of like, interdimensional beings or something like that. Yeah. It did feel mm-hmm. like having his appearance and uh, oh, I can never say it correctly or even close to correctly, but Mr. Mixelplick. Yes. That one. Having had him appear in any proximity definitely kind of adds some kind of confusion and uh, dilutes it a little bit as opposed yeah. to if uh, 
this was just this character just striding out and we had not seen anything uh like mm-hmm. like this character before um uh, but mm-hmm. i i mean i don't know i i i enjoyed that he was just like oh yeah i'm out of the cell that holds all your special powered people and i'm just gonna leave now i don't know why yeah. he robbed a bank before other than that i mean again there's also again he was absorbing people's powers as part yeah. Of, yeah and then, like, the, and then, then that gets dropped and yep, like no one is remotely alarmed by that <laughs> yeah. oh good like power sponge bank robber guy can apparently break out of a jail cell at any time <laughs> he can put people into comas and this is apparently not alarming either and he oh also, he just pops in and out of existence i also thought so, it was funny they reused sets he was robbing i think it was a jewelry store last time when kid flash <laughs> showed up there but like yeah. maybe that's just the bank district in central city all the banks and jewelry <laughs> stores are right on that intersection so. well it's really compact because with the yeah. police know where they have to go like they don't have to waste resources going to five or six locations across sure. the city all the robberies happen in serial <laughs> yeah so i had I, yeah. assumed that it was all mm-hmm. contrived that like he was never a villain he wasn't trying mm-hmm. to rob a bank exactly he was like trying to get caught on purpose mm. because that's how he could talk to iris and yeah. Ronell and get them to go and mm-hmm. save barry and Kara. and uh yeah no i just figured that it was an incredibly elaborate conceit mm-hmm. that uh, you know to get them to do the thing that they needed to do yeah, that's a really good point. I think maybe also part of my eh is Darren Chris is is just he's he's got charisma for days and he's a great singer and he kind of lacks the malice or the menace that I think you need for this. Um where mm. he just where he's like, I'm just um I'm thinking and here's a, like John Delancey as Q. I think one of the reasons that worked is because you're like is this guy misguided or is he just a genuine and I feel trick like store? Q is and, pretty, like people run real hot and cold on Q in, in Star yeah. Trek, right? Like there's people yeah. who can't stand Q at all. And yeah. People are like, no, Q is, Q, Q is charming and delightful. Uh-huh. So I, I feel like the writers went back. I, for me, it's a little from column A, a little from column B, because I, I enjoy many things about the Q character, but I think what I enjoyed a lot was the, the, the sort of gleeful malice that John Delancey infused the character with most of the time. Um, just the casual insults he tosses off to people and how how violently indifferent he is to people's feelings. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and and how much he, he's in it for the lols. I mean, Q is, Q is, troll, Q is trolling people hard, and... Um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit of that in this in, in the in the music meister character because Darren again I want to emphasize Darren Chris can sing and mm-hmm. he you know and, and he's just it was he's got a really nice easy rapport with everybody um, and um, I would have liked to seen him be a little bit more there's there's like a faint tinge of malice or a faint tinge of of, of um, you're all you're all puppets for my amusement type of thing and. Um, you know, so so that's maybe why that character didn't work for me. Is I think John Barrowman would have been fine because John Barrowman oh. does a great job at playing unhinged malice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like if Neil McDonough were not already occupied as a member of the Legion of Doom, and it turned out he could sing. Someone like him, who's got kind of that you know cheerful smile as he whacks people's kneecaps. Um, you, you know, you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, or, um, I you know I oh, think you know who would the middle great, you know Liam, what Leah Michelle. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, I think what salvaged it for me is I thought I enjoyed mm-hmm. his intro and I enjoyed his exit and the stuff yeah. in between, I guess I kind of forgot about because the stuff in between uh-huh. doesn't really make any sense where he's absorbing yeah. powers and robbing banks and hanging out in a jail cell yeah. taunting them. But I enjoy his <laughs> like, I'm going to stride into DO, DO headquarters and toss off my uh, handcuffs and uh, whammy Kara and then 
say some jaunty mm-hmm. things, say toodles and jump through a portal. Um, yeah. And then later he's just like, and really I saved the day. And they're like, what? You're like crazy. And he's like, aren't I? And then he fades away into gold light. I mean that. I guess... Yeah, the gold light is the best part where I'm like, he posed in the gold light where he's yeah. like, look, this is my best day. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, I did not know Car- Carlos Valdez who plays Cisco. I did not know he had the pipes. I did not know that when had the pipes he had and it was oh. nice hearing it was nice hearing them both sing um, yeah th- so i know loving. Mm-hmm. i know when originally or the actor uh jeremy jordan from smash mm-hmm. which was a terrible wonderful show oh oh my gosh i deborah messing in the thousand scarves that's right yes. <laughs> okay so i don't remember him from smash mostly because all i remember from that show is the wall of scarves that was deborah messing and then her nervous <laughs> composer partner and um <laughs> Catherine McPhee and me being really angry that they treated her like she was on the same plane as Megan Hilty when it was so oh. obvious. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I ha- that's why I had to stop watching is I was just so angry over that conceit. I was like, I just don't buy it. How how would you? How, how, so, yeah. so what did Jeremy Jordan do on Smash? Well, I think he was in the second season. He was like this mm-hmm. um, oh, God, scrappy young seasons. guy who was... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, I for, he, I think he was like working at a bar or something, and he met mm-hmm. uh, Catherine McPhee's character, uh-huh. and whose name I forget because she was totally unmemorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they um and they started like a, a fiery romance because uh, he was just so angry, and um, <laughs> and he was secretly a composer and singer, and they ended up uh like producing his show that he wrote, and. That and basically the whole second season was like his show. It was the Jeremy Jordan angst show. I'm just it's like imagine that the 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 wind character angry. It makes me think of like a cocker spaniel in a biker hat. It just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is valuable information though. Thank uh-huh. you. No, was, and, and Carlos Valdez did a very nice job with his stuff too. Yeah, um, I was very surprised by that. I, I just mm-hmm. um didn't realize he could sing. So that was yeah. I love him in general, so I just love mm-hmm. seeing him like dancing. Yeah. What I also enjoyed is how in back in the non musical part, like Team Flash just kinda rolls with and John Jones breaks into the Martian thing yeah. where where yeah. <laughs> Caitlin comes in, she's like, Oh, hello <laughs> and that was it. Like, so, I, of course, why not? Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. fun. It, you know, I thought it's it I enjoy the crossovers when they mix the characters together and we even have, mm-hmm. you know, the vibe uh uh, Vibe, uh, Kid Flash, and Martian Manhunter team up to go after yeah. Music Meister when may- went for reasons. Um, it's just fun to see the different characters bouncing off each other. I forget that like yeah. this was a bunch of characters who had never actually interacted or met with each other because of the uh, you know because of the complications of interdimensional travel. Um, so yeah. And yet somehow Caitlin is still entirely up to date on Kara's love life. Yeah. So I just like the idea that there's like some, some interdimensional slack somewhere where Caitlin and Felicity and Kara <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe Sarah Lance from Legends of Tomorrow and a few other people are just, you know, constantly checking. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think that model, like when they get there with Kara and they've got her on the stretcher and like the first thing they do is like, okay, we need gossip download. Who is broken up with who? What's going on on both Earths? We need to know. Um, yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that that's consistent. Uh, with how they interact is yeah 
because we, we we know that pretty much the 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 sole, the sole line of communication between Team Arrow and Team Flash is Felicity gossiping with with Caitlin. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, I feel like that's consistent to the CW as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, also, well, apparently uh, Wynn and Cisco mm-hmm. uh, seem to be email buddies. Also, they've never met, but they uh yeah they're they're trading plans for uh, devices. So you know, well, Cisco's met Kara, so yeah. maybe Kara came back and just connected everybody and was like, you guys. You to meet these people are so great mm-hmm. and um yeah. And there yeah there was a comment on that in the latest supergirl I don't yes know if that was what i was mentioning it. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so but, whatever yeah. doohickey they have for transfer for I jumping between wor- worlds is built yeah. by win but with cisco's help or something or maybe vice yeah. versa i yeah yeah it's, it's I, a i'm a couple episodes I'm a couple episodes behind, and this this Monel Cara thing is interesting to me because right now I'm still at a point in the show where they haven't gotten together. So, mm. <laughs> so I'm watching this. And I'm like, well, you know, you could kind of see that coming because why would they go to the trouble of fleshing out his character? But mm-hmm. I don't buy that they have a love that's on par with Barry and Iris's. So. <laughs> and yet they, I, I loved I it. I thought like, it was very sweet. Yeah. Uh, I you know I don't know. I I thought it was I, it did feel real to me with the characters where it's like they have their mm-hmm. magic kiss moments and like Kara yeah. and Monel are like we're all set. <laughs> And Barry and Iris yeah. are like, oh, this is still complicated. We need one more scene before everything's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah. my 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 actual theory behind that, um, <clears throat> making sure my microphone's still plugged in. My actual theory behind that is since um, the actress who plays Kara had her big Moon River number with her mm-hmm. solo at the beginning, they were like, well, crap, we have to give Grant Gustin a solo too ah, because it gotcha. is his show. So we'll just make his proposal his big number, and. Um, and so that's why they did that. That was my theory anyway. Because um, where did the backup music come for that proposal? Was Barry just singing a cappella to Iris and we were all hearing the music in our heads? No, or he plugged did he, in, like... he had it on his little phone. There was like a quick shot where he oh. had it on a phone or something that he plugged in. Oh, I watched the episode twice and I missed that because yeah. I was I was a little confused by that. And I was still like, well, that's impressive that he, <laughs> you know, had that queued up after his breakup. No, no, he was ready to go. He had been, he was downloading things, uh, you know, make uh, the karaoke track of the, of the song. No, he was, he was ready. Oh my God. Well, the second so proposal, my, you do it right. Um, that's, yeah. So. Yeah. No, my feeling about that. Did you guys ever watch, you guys watch Freaks and Geeks, right? Yeah. Do you remember the episode where Nick puts on the song Lady by Styx and then begins no. reciting it to Lindsay? I do not. <laughs> oh my god it's burned on my brain because no they, they begin dating and at one point he puts on sticks lady and begins reciting along with it while Lindsay just sits there horrified and i'm 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 pretty sure like that would be a lot of people's reactions if somebody like plugged in music and began like singing or sing talking <laughs> a declaration of their feelings joe's gonna but, be know, so mad that if he, he proposed again without asking he's because permission he's, again yeah, yeah yeah that's uh Grr. Grr. That makes me yeah. so angry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe West, there are meta humans. Get with the times. Things are complicated. <laughs> Joe you almost got killed by a weather time. wizard. Wake uh, up. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, it, the, the the numbers were really were really cute mm-hmm. and um I liked the the one they did about the the super friends. It's got a double meaning mm-hmm. and um I like that they gave the seasoned musical veterans a chance to shine with, with everything they were doing there. Yeah. And um, the gangster medium is always fun. Um, <laughs> well, you know, but well, what were they going to do? They weren't going to do Godspell because I'm pretty sure that Victor Garber would not have agreed. <laughs> no, I've already, I've already been there and done that. Thank you. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it, did a, it did a good job in, in terms of, like, all my complaints are just, like, more. I wanted more, right? More singing. Yeah, yeah. exactly, um, yeah. And, you know, again, I, I, guess, I guess this is a question for the two of you who know more about musicals. I was surprised, uh, you know, because we had these characters and it was clear that they, they had selected for actors who have musical theater background. Like, I just, every time one of them appeared, like, I wanted them to have a musical intro, you know? Like, yeah. when we see Jesse Martin and, and like, it's like, I know he's going to sing, but you're going to wait me make me wait, like, three scenes for this? Unfair. Yeah. Um, I, I just wanted that very much, but I guess that, that yeah. was not in the cards, so... I'm, I'm going to yeah. also have to say that as like a musical, it wasn't a very good episode because one of the greatest things musicals do is they establish themes mm-hmm. like melody or harmony themes for everybody. So you can kind of tell who's going to come in or come out of a song based on, on like what. Mu- yeah, exactly. And yeah. they did not do that at all here, which I thought was a little bit disappointing because you you could have done a whole lot with that. And um, they didn't do that. So yeah, yeah. I, I was really surprised that they, I was really expecting it to be more like the Buffy musical where mm-hmm. everything was a song. Yeah, yeah, that was what I guess I was uh, hoping for. Yeah, and and there really were only what four songs. Yeah, yes. that's maybe that's not five. Much. I'm not sure how it. Which no, so there's which Moon song. River. Yeah, there's put a little love in your heart. Yep. Um, there is um, the terrible guys and dolls song. Mm-hmm. More I cannot wish you. Thank you. Uh, so that's three, four was the Super Friends song, and, oh, yeah. then, and then five Bar- is Barry's, pro- Barry's, Barry's proposal. proposal. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but five, in a forty-three-minute yeah. episode, that's a lot of songs. But so, yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's. I guess another thing is, is would it have killed them to go to seventy-five minutes then? <laughs> <laughs> Could they have blown up? And um, you know, so so there's that. And um, oh, what else? Where was I going with this? Um, Rewind, rewind, rewind. Yeah, I mean the Super Friends thing was really cute, um, and, and and all that. But I would have liked to have seen that a little bit earlier, and it would have been nice if when Barry was talking about Iris or rather the Iris to to her dads, and he's like, she's a smart, strong woman, and 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 you realize that what he's doing is you know he's making the case for 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 the for the mall here, but he's he's talking about his own Iris. It would have been nice if again there was a light motif that gets a musical callback in the proposal so that you can understand that, that like pieces have fallen together in Barry's head as to how he has to respect Iris as her own strong, independent person. And that is the reason you love her and you trust the universe to to do right by you, not out of fear, but out of courage. Like that was his big revelation through the whole thing. Um, So it would have been nice to see that leitmotif to, 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 to see like, Oh, Barry did learn his lesson. Now he's singing his lesson. And similarly, based on what, how Cara and Monell are in a completely different place. It would have been nice if she would have had a similar parallel scene in some way, shape or form, but yeah, you know, this goes back to my, they didn't write a musical, (laughs) 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 but yeah, it was, it was fun. I liked that. It was a really nice break from the, um, from this season, which has been, you know, paranoia and fear and anger and uh, conspiracy and Savitar, who's Savitar and, and, and all of that. So this is a really nice palate, palate cleanser. Especially li- after I, last I'd week. Like that. So. God, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but, I guess that speaks to your topic of how does this fit into the mm-hmm. whole season as a whole. Uh, and, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it almost doesn't, uh, which is not a mm-hmm. bad thing. Which, <laughs> like, um, yeah. Because we've been yeah. pretty down on The Flash this season, or at least yeah. especially the last couple episodes. And this feels almost like a different show. Uh, yeah. And that was, that was fun and exciting. It um, was great. Well, because know? Barry's lessons, like, Barry learned all of his lessons in the, like, in, in the musical where he's like, I have to let Iris be her own person and 
trust that she's strong enough to handle things. And then when Kara tosses off the line about, well, if it doesn't get right, you can time travel again. He's like, I'm not supposed to do that anymore. And that was a really cute, funny moment. And again, Barry learned a lesson. So, you know, I, I liked that where it was, you know, a little bit of humor and perspective. Um, you know, that said, I realize that these things come in, but really, this is season three. We're only now learning about Barry Allen's love of musicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do have I, a couple things in mm-hmm. terms of, yeah, that we should have learned about that earlier. Um, that should, that yeah. should be a theme in every episode. Um, yeah. so. <laughs> this weekend, Barry Allen listens yeah. to the Brooks of Condor and Ebb. So <laughs> in my cabaret in, phase. You know, mm-hmm. in terms of where Flash is going, uh, so there was, I don't know if you saw, but there was a news story, uh, or I don't know, news story, but a, a press mm-hmm. release about. Uh, the next season of Flash, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, I don't know if, how much you want to co- take this as a promise, but at least the mm-hmm. idea was suggested that uh, the the big bad for next season will not be a speedster, mm-hmm. uh, which I know we have been asking for for approximately yes. two seasons. Hooray! So, yes. I love yeah. that that's a press release, but yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I question the need for a big bad, though, yeah. you know? But, uh, but this is progress as a format. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. I'm also curious about just even what the next episode is going to be like, because yes. uh, uh, I looked at the title of it um, and uh-huh. I watched the like 30 second promo, which didn't really tell me anything, but the title of it is a classic ridiculous flash villain. Uh, and mm. I don't know, they may do the, like the dark and gritty version of that character, but I don't I know not. how dark and gritty, but I will tell you, it is a, I think magic based villain. Uh, maybe he is yeah. not actually magic in the, the CW verse, but I mean, we have magic, right? We mm-hmm. have uh, yeah. Constantine and whatnot. So there's, there is magic out there, but that seems like, I mean, following up music master with a magic villain. Uh, I don't know. That would be the direction I would love to see the show go more. No, that's a lot hijinks. of, so. I'd kind of like it. I mean, I realize the episodes in the canal or anything like that, but I think it would be kind of hilarious if they had redone that characters like Chris Angel Mind Freak, where, you know, it's just this shirtless goth looking guy doing illusions between bank robbers. You know, I did see an but... image of him and it's unclear what kind of magician we're getting. We may yeah. get we may get something closer to Chris Angel than Still... what I'm looking for. Um, Still so... traumatized by my last visit to Vegas. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. So. Oh my god, no. Ugh, but no, it, this was a fun this, this this was fun um and that I think we've been missing that a lot this season is fun. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, I I'd be interested to see where this uh like Jess, what is your opinion on how this fits into like say the Supergirl continuum in terms of um the tone that the season is taking and Kara's development as a character and Kara's relationship with Monel? Oh yeah, so totally it totally fits in with the season. Uh, I mean, there's some heavy stuff happening uh, mm-hmm. on Supergirl, but it's always handled pretty lightly. Uh, there, there is always a sense of humor about it, which you know, and a sense of um, optimism, yeah. which I really love and miss with the Flash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the um, the thing that I notice is that uh, in this season. Kara has been leaning hard into the self-righteousness of, mm. you know, Supergirl is always right. Supergirl is always good. And, um, and, you know, it makes complete sense because she does have all of these powers and she does have this incredible sense of uh, morality <clears throat> that especially Monel doesn't have. So it kind of makes sense that she would like swing wildly towards that, that side of the spectrum. Um, but it's really nice to see her get some self-awareness here. And to like realize that, you know, 
maybe she needs to look at things mm-hmm. from Manel's point of view because you know yeah. he hasn't been raised you know on as a Kryptonian the way she has he no it's a whole different black world. and white yeah. values yeah yeah I, I do appreciate that they've done more to in the show in general um, they've done a whole lot to show that Kryptonian culture is really boring and self-righteous sometimes. <laughs> they, they're, they're laying onto that pretty heavily in the last couple episodes. So yeah, because yeah, that, well, that was like one you. of the really well, that was actually one of the really nice things about season one is, um, you know, even the bad guys were shaded with with some sense of sympathy be, simply because they they were, well, you know, uh, you know, Kara's aunt was was more nuanced than than her than her old man was. But you know, they they did point out that the Kryptonians kind of did this to themselves with their really rigid thinking and their and their really mm-hmm. absolutist perspective. And I like that Monel has been brought by as a cha- to, to challenge that this season a little bit too. Also, he punctures the self seriousness of that season mm-hmm. of, of the, that crew, yeah. which I. <laughs> And and I liked how his whole introduction was. Oh, we have been done a lot of kissing lately. And then John Jones is like, "I thought you two broke up." He's all, shh, 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 shh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, "You, you, I like you. Yeah. You can stay." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like Monel. I mean, yeah. he is he's very pretty, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's also got this like like dorky charm about him that yeah. I think really suits the show and suits yes. Kara. Kara. Mm-hmm. He is, yeah. he's growing on me. I did not, I mean, cause I mean, basically they start out with, I mean, he's space frat boy, uh, I, but yeah. they're, they're softening that a little bit. And I, yeah. yeah, he's starting to grow on me. Cause at first I was like, I do not care for this person. Uh, you know, this yeah. is not a character I enjoy. Uh, Kara, well, if, Kara yeah. you can do better. Um, but no, yeah. it turns out <laughs> he, he is, there's more to him than uh space frat yeah. boy. Uh, so, well, you know, yeah. Well, if I had a criticism of the CW shows in general, it's that when they introduce characters, if they want to shade them past like lawful good, it's, <laughs> oh, they're brooding or, oh, they've made mistakes, but they're coming around to good or, oh, they're complicated. But like, you never get somebody who is basically like Joe Bluth with powers, <laughs> you know, who's <laughs> like, I can set things on fire with my eyes. Excellent. <laughs> you know, and next thing he's like roasting marshmallows because he can. And so I kind of like Monel's, like you said, frat boy type energy because he's the closest thing we have to like chaotic good. And, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like all of those shows could use a little bit more of that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked at length about the problems with Team Flash this year. Everybody's just very boring and, and angsty and and telling and, and keeping secrets and fretting all the time. And I think one of the reasons I liked Julian so much was because he's not as saccharine and sincere as everybody else. Um, also, he's missing this week. Yeah, um, don't worry about yeah. that. That's, there's yeah. a lot of characters. <laughs> Julian's <laughs> allergic to music, I guess. Yeah. But, um, there's so many characters. In, in those shots where they've got everybody around the two stretchers, yeah. and like like HR has a line, and I'm like, you're here too, I guess. Why are you here? Because having Julian come in and yeah. go, all right, I have seen everything now. This is just beyond dumb. Yeah. I can't believe Julian it. Julian you know, comes like, and sees Martian Manhunter and just faints. Um, yeah, so. yeah, or something <laughs> like that. Like, the, 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 I feel like, the, but you know, Julian has a little bit of energy that that and that nicely undercuts, and Monel does the same thing. And I, I I'm, think this, I'm prepared I think to headcanon this. This entire episode <laughs> takes place in one night. Uh, it is yes. dark every time. It was also snowing uh, where they went mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. in Central City, uh, but it all takes place in one night on the off hours. So the only people that saw it were people who basically spend all their time mm-hmm. at uh, 
uh, Star Labs, and Julian Labs. still has to hold down a day job, so he misses. So he'll hear all about it at the nine a.m. meeting. Um, yeah, well, so. Julian's like home in his apartment, having yeah. a pizza, like yeah. determinately staying off of social media. He's like, I just get one night to unplug, and yeah. he's gonna like reread an old Indiana Jones novelization from when he was a boy at boarding school. What, it's what reality food. television show does Julian binge watch? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so. Oh my god, I think it's on Bravo. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like the Real Housewives of London. <laughs> Is that an actual show or is that a theoretical show? In the, in the no, movie? it's an actual show. Okay, um, they've they've gone they've gone trans like it's everywhere. There 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 is not a housewife on. on I mean, any there are housewives that has not been. So that that feels like that exactly. does scale. Um, I yeah. was not sure if that's an actual show. So. Um, is it a scalable franchise? <laughs> the Real Housewives of Antarctica. It's like we have a small cast, but we can still pull it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> it's murder during the winters. Yes. <laughs> Imagine like the rhinestone park. <laughs> I suppose we should be grateful that our listenership is so small. There are no like reality TV execs. We're like, how can we make this happen? <laughs> anyway, you know, I think um, we've pretty much said all we wanted to say about the episode, which is, yay, we enjoyed it. And it kind of makes no sense in the larger scale of things, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm and not worried about that. Like, you point out all no. those things now, and I'm like, you're right. But, like, eh, I still, no. I still, do- it does not do No, like, I watched the episode, and I'm like, did they break up Barry and Iris just so they could have, like, the singing proposal? They also, because, I mean, just to be clear, they um, also, Monel and yeah. Kara were also yeah. broken up for, like, an hour, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, they broke up Barry and Alice so he could sing her back. Into in, back into what a matrimony, and you know, like, I'm, I'm like part of me is like, I should be rolling my eyes at this development because Lord knows we were fuming about the breakup in the, one of the last podcasts, but I'm strangely okay with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I was like, thinking oh. about that uh, in regards to the like to to Wally's miraculous miraculous recovery, mm-hmm. <laughs> where I was like, you know, this is totally unearned, and yet I'm okay with not seeing several episodes of this play out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we're on the backstretch anyway. So uh, let's see how this all goes. <sighs> so, and and I don't want to even think about how it changed the timeline. And I like that Barry's like, yeah, I'm not allowed to time travel anymore because I feel like that also simplifies things. Oh God, um, I just remembered when Cisco vibes them into the dream, and I was like, that, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. But I don't care. No, uh, no that might I don't be the care. most ridiculous part of the episode. It's well, the magic enjoy- of musicals. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like in theory, this makes Cisco unimaginably powerful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I, and, you do, know. and do you think people are like, oh, well, it's okay because it's Cisco. So. I mean, they even, they had him vibe across town and it's like, you guys have a speedster. He could carry you, but no vibing faster. So <laughs> yeah, apparently just, so. Yeah. You know. Or yeah. <laughs> I, I'm willing to buy that Cisco is in fact, has the potential to be incredibly powerful, but like, is basically his limiting factor. is just like, you know, his attention and like, he's really interested yeah. in his, his engineering projects. And so, you know, like he yeah. could be messing up the timeline and the, the whole like balance of the earths but you know he's he wants to fix this problem and fix this equation and build this thing i need new goggles <laughs> so yeah yeah he just needs to invent devices in 10 minutes like yeah. how can you yeah. do that and learn how to vibe yeah properly at the same at time, the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah yeah so so yeah i mean what this tells us is that we're all just easily entertained like make us laugh make us smile make us enjoy the songs and we will forgive you a whole host of uh, yeah no that's 100 uh, yeah. percent. yeah <laughs> 
So I'm looking forward to the Arrow musical is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I think Arrow this week, uh, spoilers for people mm-hmm. who, I, I guess, are, it looks like Arrow this week is just going to be a torture montage. So that really, really shows you what the two shows are about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, that's because the, 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 the one thing that sounds horrifying when the hand you say torture montage, I'm like, is it set to music? <laughs> nope. It's singing and dancing on Tuesdays. It's waterboarding on Wednesdays. That's how we do things here on the CW. So... <laughs> Oh, you have to maintain the balance, right? Yeah. So. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, waterboarding Wednesdays. It's the worst w. marketing campaign. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay, on that note, I'm actually wrapping up this podcast now. I want to thank Jess Viator for coming and joining us this week. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I'm, I'm glad we got to nerd out a little bit over musicals. And I want to thank Tony Sindelar as per usual. Toodles, nerds. And I was Lisa Schmeiser. Good night. And uh, members or people who want to be members should remember that uh, Moses promised a musical response to this episode as penance for not joining us. So if you are a member, you'll be able to see that in the member feed. Uh, And if you're not, I guess you might want to think about doing that. There's lots of other crazy stuff that you get for being Mm -hmm. a member. Uh, slash, you know, you get to support people doing podcasts. That's a thing. That's nice, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Put put a little put a little love in your heart. Put a little karma into the world. Support support the incomparable. Yeah. <laughs>